sports, culture, and entertainment in the Coachella Valley. This is The Desert Scene with Bonnie G. From the Mutual Broadcasting System, here's Bonnie. And welcome to The Desert Scene. Very happy to have you here today. And very happy to welcome Rob Osler, who's an author, uh, very prolific and won a number of awards. And he's got a uh, conversation. You can meet and greet him at the Best Bookstore in Palm Springs coming up on March 6th. Hi, Rob. How are you? I am well. Happy to be here. How are you? Good. Thank you. So I'm, I'm looking. This this book sounds so interesting. Uh, your latest book is Cirque du Slay, S-L-A-Y, a rollicking new madcap mystery where the circus becomes the stage for a high-profile murder investigation featuring a pair of quirky LGBTQ amateur sleuths. So tell us, now, is this kind of part of a series, this latest? It is part of the series. It is the uh, it is book two of the Hayden and Friends mystery series. Book one was titled Devil's Chew Toy and came out oh just about two years ago. So yeah, so this is uh, this is the the sequel to Devil's Chew Toy. So tell us about um, the and do you pl- I'm I'm guessing you're planning a sort of an ongoing series with this uh, these characters. Yes, yes, that's right. Um, it's it's a couple of amateur sleuths. I describe them as. Uh, continually lowering the bar on being an amateur sleuth. Um, there's a good bit of comedy and slapstick. It's, it's really a good-hearted uh, mystery. It really kind of harkens back to the, the kind of mysteries that I used to, used to enjoy as a kid, you know, the classic traditional mystery with the breadcrumb of clues and the mm-hmm. amateur sleuths trying to follow up and, and basically solve the crime with some humor along the way. So tell me how, let's go, let's back up. Did you start writing as a kid? Have you, is that something you always thought you would do as a career? You know, I started out, well, I actually got a degree in philosophy. That was my first degree um, with, with the idea of going to law school. And, and I did that for a short while and then trying to figure out what to do. I ended up being a copywriter. So actually mm. at writing uh, television commercials in Chicago for you know, clients like Procter and Gamble okay. and Kellogg's, a lot of Kellogg's uh, cereal mm-hmm. commercials. Okay. So, you know, writing writing was always a part of it, uh, but it wasn't until um, very late in my career that I, I made the switch to, well, actually not switch, but I added uh, fiction writing to um, really more as a hobby, but now it's become, um, you know, something of, of a nearly full-time job. Well, that's fabulous. Now, you also do short stories, and I saw this on your website. Um, uh, the, uh-huh. your Miss, Miss Direction was an Edgar nominee for Best Short Story of 2024. So w- did the short stories come before the full-length books? Uh, they sure did. You know, my first ever publication, anything published anywhere, was another short story called Analog, also published in Ellery Queen Mystery Magazine, plugged to Ellery Queen out there. Um, uh, and that won uh, a special award at the uh, Mystery Writers of America Edgar Awards, the Robert L. Fish Award um, for a best short story by a you know unpublished uh, American author. So my first short story was in Ellery Queen and won a um, I'm really happy and humbled to say a, a big prize. And then my second short story ever is, as you just mentioned, Misdirection, which was published September October of last year and is a finalist for this year's uh, Edgar Awards at uh, Mystery Writers of America uh, Awards uh, event. Excellent. Now, so mystery was, did you always know that mystery was sort of the genre you wanted to focus on? You know, I read fairly broadly, you know, both fiction and nonfiction, as well as just, you know, right into the the fiction genre. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I again, I just I love I love the puzzle of the crime, trying to solve that along with the sleuth or the detective or you know the private investigator, whoever it might be. And and so and and I also like the intellectual challenge that is is really inherent in in writing a mystery because you know anybody who reads mysteries you know part of the fun is you know seeing if you can figure it out before right. it's revealed at the end and then when it is revealed you know trying to play fairly with the reader so you know the, the magic is when if you do it right and I sure hope I do at least I try hard is when you do reveal like oh who did it you know how did they do it how did this come about that you know as the reader you can say at that moment. Ah, I should have seen it. It was all there. I just mm-hmm. didn't put it together as fast as the you know as the sleuth did. And so I like the intellectual challenge of of writing them, and I sure like reading them. And so the it, the the goal is for the not too many readers to figure it out too soon. I would guess one of the goals. For for sure. I mean, if if you know if if you do it right, nobody figures it out before it's revealed. But you know, it it's. All the pieces were there to have been, you know, puzzled together if, you know, if, if you could. But hopefully you've thrown in enough misdirection in another in another sense. And, you know, in those those famous red herrings that we all love, which kind of take you off in, into the you know wrong direction. Who would you say would you say that there are a couple of really, really well-known long term mystery writers that sort of inspired you or influenced you a little bit along the way? Sure. I mean, you know, one and. So many mystery writers are going to mention this name, but you know, for 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 good reason, Agatha Christie. Yeah. And I remember, you know, when I was little, and I, I actually had a bout of chicken pox. Why is that relevant? Because you know, I was bedridden for a couple of days, and my mom introduced me to Agatha Christie and reading those novels. And you know, they're just they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, they're just good fun. And um, and then you know, present day, um, Lindsay Fay is is fantastic. Uh, Robin Geigel, who is a, a trans author and writes uh, a trans PI character, um, uh, you know, they're fantastic. Uh, 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 Mariah Fredericks is, you know, is a fantastic author out of New York who's writing great um, standalones. Her book, she just had one come out, and I just bought it at Palm Springs Best Bookstore last night. Um, the uh, Wharton plot. Um, historical based on real characters. Um, her last standalone was um, the Lindbergh nanny, which is which is fantastic. So you know there is no shortage of yeah. of great writers out there, whether they're noir or cozy or historical mm-hmm. or contemporary. That I find very inspiring. You know, these these are a little darker. But I, I like Patricia Cornwell and, of course, Dean Koontz. Now, he's very dark. He's very dark. There's yeah. not much light about Dean Koontz. So yours, it sounds like yours are, tend to be a little more on the lighter side as far as mysteries go. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that question because, you know, it is. It's such a spectrum. And when I set out, my intention was to write um, LGBTQ plus main characters, but their identity, you know, wasn't integral to the plot. You know, I could have made the character straight and the plot still works. Yeah. You know, they're just straight. And that was important to me, representation, but as equally as important as representation is relatability. And, you know, and I wanted them to not, you know, I wanted the gay character to not be, you know, some hard body gym guy, Yeah. not dissing that, but you know, not everybody is. That's, that's not right. reflective if, you know, of, you know, of the, of like one's gay identity. And so I wanted to um, make them LGBTQ+, the main characters, but I also was very intentional about not having those main characters either be the villains, 
the victims are frankly mean to each other. Again, I'm not dissing other books that may take their characters and stories in that direction. It just wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something a little different where, um, you know, it's just a celebration of humanity and good humor and big hearts with it, with hopefully a good mystery at its core. And, you know, I mean, I really think of these as like kind of popcorn, you know, kind of the equivalent of a popcorn movie. Mm -hmm. It's not literary fiction. It doesn't mean it's not well written. I hope it is. And I hope it's well plotted and there's good character development and the settings are interesting. Uh, But yeah, it is, uh, you know, I would definitely um, embrace the characterization of these books as, as uh, big and warm hearted. Yeah. And we need, of course, we need some more positive things like that in in our lives these days. Last question for you. I'm I'm always curious about this. Are you someone who is very disciplined? You say, I'm going to get up tomorrow and I'm going to write from, you know, 9 a.m. to 1. Or, Or do you just kind of write when the mood strikes you? Yeah, you know, it's it's actually something other, which is probably kind of in between. It's whenever I can. Ah. Um, so I've I've got the stuff. Um, you know, I, we, we've covered what's published now. The sh- the two short stories. There was actually also a short story in an, in a um, Elvis Costello themed anthology called Brutal and Strange, um, which I think is available at the Palm Springs Bookstore. I've got a short story in there about drag queens and backstage drama, but. Um, uh, that stuff's been published. I've got a new series featuring a queer female detective in Chicago in the progressive age, which is 1890s to 1920, um, who does her investigations by bicycle dressed as a man. Um, I love with, that. Um, okay. and, yeah, I'm super excited. Book two has been turned into the editor. That's coming out of um, Kensington Books in New York. Um, and the book one of that series, I've got a three book contract and book one comes out. Uh, January of next year. Um, and so really that's the long-winded answer to, to your question. If, when can I write? When do I write? Whenever I can, because um, I, I've got a book due. So I, right. I actually, deadlines. Yeah. actually, yeah, actually saved and saved again uh, before I uh, started talking to you um, just now. So well, all the time. Rob also, this sounds like such a great book. I'm going to have to get this. So Wednesday, March 6th at 5.30 p.m., a conversation with Rob Osler about his new book at Best Bookstore in Palm Springs on uh, 180 East Tockwitz Canyon Way. Thank you so much for being here. Continued success. Yeah, thank you. A pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk about my stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you right. so much. Thank you, Rob Osler, and we will see the rest of you the next time on The Desert Scene. This program was produced by the Mutual Broadcasting System.